But we'll now go to Hamilton, where Susan Murray has the rural news. Kia ora, Susan. Uh, there's a sad sting in the tail for some tairawhiti kiwifruit growers a year after Cyclone Gabriel. Good afternoon, Charlotte. Several gold kiwifruit growers are selling their high-value, sought-after gold kiwifruit licences and quitting the industry. This comes as they watch their vines collapse and crop disappear with harvest starting next month. Until early summer, orchards were looking healthy and growers were cautiously optimistic of a good season. But kiwifruit orchardist and local grower representative Tim Teachin says things have taken a drastic turn. He says this is the third disastrous season in a row and some growers are opting out. You you know, you can sell the licence for kiwifruit separately to the land and so there are um, older growers who, you know, are looking at a five-year project just to get back into production who are thinking, hey... Maybe I'll just sell the licence and, and do something different, put grapes in or grey sheep. I know of two that have made the decision and put their licence up. Yeah, I'm sure that there's others that are discussing it and looking at it. Tim Teachin says growers whose orchards have been affected could start using bounty rootstock, which copes better with wet and dry conditions than the older Bruno rootstock. And the head of the grower group NZKGI, Colin Bond, says it's a similar story in other regions with soft fruit, shriveling fruit or vine collapse in Hawke's Bay, Eastern Bay of Plenty, Coromandel, Northland and Pukekohe. Mr Bond says for a few growers in each region, it's a third tough time. You have to look behind the headline numbers. So at an industry level, we're really excited about the year. And in general, most, most growers are looking forward to a fantastic season. You've got to feel sorry for people who had two tough years, which most in the industry did. Um, No one wants to add a third to that list. And unfortunately, there are growers in those regions that are looking at at least three years now of poor conditions. And for some of them, they have to replant. It's going to be many more years before they're back to full production. Colin Bond says it's too early to say what impact the issue will have on total kiwifruit production, forecast to be 193 million trays this year, but it's unlikely to be too significant. Meanwhile, kiwifruit growers are set to receive record returns per tray for their fruit that was harvested last autumn. In its final forecast for the 2023-24 season, Zespri says green returns are up about 60% on the year before and gold returns nearly 30% higher. It says the green fruit's been worth a lot more because the crop volume was low following spring frosts and that's helped good sales in Europe in particular. To other news, state-owned farming company Pamu has replaced quad bikes on all its farms across the country. Also known as Landcorp, the company launched a health and safety programme back in 2017 after three staff deaths in six months. Chief Executive Mark Leslie says due to the number of quad bike-related deaths on farms generally, Pamu made the call to remove 440 quad bikes off its 110 farms. It was predominantly driven by the class of land that we farm on and um, all the work that we had done, we couldn't see how people could, I suppose, fail safely on a a quad bike. So we had looked at alternatives for our dairy units. A lot of that is um, two-wheel bikes and the small sort of Jiminy Utes. Um, And then on on our sort of Mill Hill country land, the side-by-side. So that was an active decision we made to to making sure we could keep our, our people safe. Mark Leslie says the five-year programme hasn't been cheap, but improving farm safety on farms is a priority. Our estimates that from a capital perspective, and as you go through like anything, a replacement cycle, 
it probably costs us a million dollars plus a year in additional capital and sort of six or seven hundred K a year in operational expenses. So absolutely not a, a cost to be forgotten about, but equally you can't put a cost on, on, on people's lives either. So it's, we, we believe it's the right decision and we'd far prefer to look at other, other areas where we can drive performance and reduce cost and, and ensure we get our people home safe every day. Palmu Chief Executive Mark Leslie. A government announcement promoting the use of more wool in state-owned buildings is imminent. There was outcry last year when the Ministry of Education announced plans to fit out almost 800 rural schools with synthetic carpet imported from the United States. In National and New Zealand First's coalition agreement, it says government agencies will be directed where practical and appropriate to use wool in their buildings. Associate Minister of Agriculture responsible for wool, Mark Patterson, says work is underway on that now. We're just working through with officials the the intricacies and the detail, but that uh, we hope to have an announcement in in not too distant future just uh, outlining what we are doing. And, And that alone will... Uh, create quite a bit of demand for wool internally, which is is good news. In its own, it won't uh, move the needle enough, but it's all part of a bigger picture that we're bringing together. Mark Patterson. Apple Pet Food and Logistics Group Scales Corporation has reported a 35% drop in profits for the full financial year ended December 2023. It's posted a profit of $24.7 million. The company says Global Proteins, which is part of the pet food sector, performed strongly. Logistics earnings were down. In its horticulture division, Mr Apple saw export volumes fall 18% because of Cyclone Gabriel, but with the shortage of fruit, Prices in market were higher. Scales Chair Mike Peterson says apple harvesting for the 2024 season is underway with fruit volumes and early demand looking strong. Meanwhile, Managing Director Andy Borland has been reappointed for a further five-year term. And lastly, two prominent Māori dairy farms will open their gates as this year's finalists for the Ahu Whenua Trophy acknowledging excellence in Māori farming. Wairarapa Moana Ki Poakani Incorporation of Mangakino in the Topol District and the Whakatohia Māori Trust Board in Apotiki were named as the finalists at a special function in Parliament yesterday. Farm field days will be held in late March and early April, and the winner announced on May the 17th in Hamilton. And that's the rural news for today. Koyarate Purongo o Te Thank you very much, Susan Murray.